0: Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 204 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, We are coming to you after all the Summer League games. Uh, I was hoping to possibly do one after the Thunder game, but that would be way too short of an episode. And then the Suns game, not much happened. No, Keegan missed the fourth quarter of that game. And uh, And then we decided to do one after the Rockets, but there were scheduling conflicts. So now we come to you after all the dusks has settled. The summer league champions are not the Sacramento Kings. it is the Portland trailblazers. I didn't know. I had no clue. Honestly, I almost had no clue. They were in summer league, like how <laughs> low key they were. Um, and uh, Keegan Murray was named to summer league. MVP was also on the all NBA all summer league first team. So that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, let's uh let, let's talk a little bit about Summer League. Uh you heard him, you heard him chuckle. Uh he is Fong. He is here with me.
1: Hello. Okay.
0: All right. Let, you know, I just talked about a lot of games. Let's take, let's actually kind of rewind and go, I guess, game by game. Uh let's start with probably the biggest game of the three that we had, which was uh versus the Thunder. Keegan Murray versus Chet Holmgren. Um, so, this was interesting. Keegan and Chet started guarding each other, and both of them kind of took turns kind of like, you know, doing their own thing. Like, Keegan got by Chet on on a play, and then Chet, to somewhat of my disappointment, kept blowing by Keegan. What did you think of that matchup?
1: Uh, I think it seemed fine, but throughout the rest of the game, it seemed like... I want to say one-sided because we didn't see much Chet uh, in terms of offense, but in terms of his passing, I mean, he, he's a great passer.
0: Yes. He definitely like sees pa- as long as he can like see the pass. He's not like, you know, don't get me wrong. He ain't Jokic by any means, but like if he sees the pass and he is a very tall fella, if he sees that pass, he will pass it to the guy. And yeah, like he did all the little things, if you will, and then like, he was really good on defense, of course, but like he did a lot of little things on offense, like, you know, just kind of played his role, kind of stood in the corner. This is kind of the issue with big men in the summer league. If you don't have a great point guard with you and Josh Giddy did not play this game, it is hard for you to find your spot, find your place on this team. It's hard for you to find a shot because guess what? Your handle isn't great. You can't really get to your spots. And so, you know, Keegan, however like although i criticize him a lot for like i think he has no self-creation game he was creating this game he was he was doing his thing this game mm-hmm.
1: and i also noticed that he drew quite a few fouls actually uh, surprise uh, to our surprise um uh, then again the refs in this game i don't know if you saw the uh, <laughs> a lot of calls but the refs were calling <laughs> and they were calling a lot
0: But like Keegan was like going to the rim hard on a lot of plays. And yes, you, 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 you're right. There were some plays, especially on Chet specifically, where I just thought Chet played defense and just for whatever reason, got a, got a foul call on him. But like, yes, Keegan was aggressive. Like, you know, again, he took it to um, Chet Holmgren. He, I was very curious just to see this matchup because I felt like Keegan could actually bully uh, Chet Holmgren a bit because Shadowum Grant is 7'1", 190 pounds, I believe. Like, he is lighter than J-90, despite being, like, a good six, six seven inches taller. Like, he is just, he's just so slight. And, you know, like, Keegan, like, is a strong physical player. And he kind of had his weight quite a bit. Like, you know, again, drawing fouls, just going strong to the rim. And, you know, like, again, I criticize him a lot for his, you know, lack of self-creation. He was creating this game.
1: Mm-hmm. And again, his defense is pretty nice because he got a lot of deflections as well.
0: Yeah, I, the again, I mentioned earlier, I did not like how he got blown by by Chet quite a bit, I felt. Like, granted, like, Chet's handle is, like, he's just so tall and his, uh, his handle isn't refined yet. Like, he kept getting stripped, but, like, this, I just thought it was odd that, like, Chet got by him so easily on way too many attempts for my liking.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's
0: true. Um, yeah. Keegan ended up with 32 points. No, 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 he no. ended up with what, 28 or 29. 29. He scored 16 points in the first half. Again, just took it to, to the Thunder defense and, you know, made some tough shots. Like it was, it was really encouraging to see that, you know, Keegan has that in him and honestly probably should do it more because he is the best player out there. Yeah. It, it,
1: like you said, it's kind of too bad that we don't have, um, I guess, a great point guard uh, during this uh, or in this squad. No, I mean, no shade to Frankie Ferrari, which I'm assuming is the point guard of the team. But uh, he he made some so-so plays, I guess.
0: Yeah, again, no no shades in. Just not he's not an NBA point guard by any means. Like if you had Davion on this team, probably probably like everything would just be a lot easier, and you know you probably walk away with another summer league ring. I'm pretty sure Davion would have liked to do that. <laughs> but like you, you know, it, again, like Keegan is a guy much like uh, Chet is very reliant on his teammates to create for him because like Keegan is not crazy quick, although he is very very physical. But like uh, theoretically, you can just put a wing on him, and like he can't really, he's not gonna like force the issue too much. But Keegan like showed me some stuff this this game. Like he was able to go to go to the rack almost at will and just create something. Although like you know, I just felt I just feel like he could do it more. But you know, it is what it is. It is summer league. Is it something to take too much in too much stock in? Maybe. But like mm-hmm. I liked what I saw from Keegan this game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for all of these games, really, I didn't expect Keegan to do, I guess, this well off the bat, coming, uh, you know, straight from college to the draft to, like, here now. So, we'll see what he can do in the actual, like, regular season because, I mean, he's going to, I'm going to assume a lot, a lot of potential in terms of uh, how we play with him.
0: Um, to quickly talk about Keda and Keon a little bit. I don't have any I don't have any other notes on the other guys. Like I thought Jared Roden was fine. Um, but like Keda showed a lot of his passing. He could he did not score well at all this game, the, the birthday boy. He turned mm-hmm. 23 and just could not buy a bucket, unfortunately. Like he tried a lot of like fancy, like kind of fancy finishes. I thought he like just tried to do a little too much like a lot of weird inside hand right-handed finishes I felt instead of just powering through and just laying it up simply but you know he had some nice passes this game like he had like multiple passes to Jer I think it was Jer- either Jer- Rowan or um, Ade Murky like you know down mm-hmm. low it was really nice and but you know he just couldn't score this game Keon they had Keon handling the ball way too much. And the game kind of got away from the Kings uh, in like the second when I think it was like two or th- two or three straight turnovers by Keon. And it's not even fair to Keon. He's not a point guard. I've said it before. He, he's very buddy-esque to me on, on uh, offense where as soon as he starts tripling, I just, I just don't, I don't like where it goes. And he doesn't have the point guard instincts uh, to really do the the ball handling. And that kind of cost them the game because the Kings made a surge in the second half, but they had to, you know, they dug themselves in such a deep hole. It was hard to come back.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to assume that we're not really going to play for wins. We're just playing for experience. Yeah, I guess you could say in that sense, um, I guess uh, give key on some experience in how to handle a ball and, you know, make some plays, but yeah, I wish we saw a little more Frankie Ferrari doing that part and, uh, well, other than you know, Frankie
0: Ferrari just chucking shots at like uh, how Keon was as well. So you know, NBA NBA viewers, please understand when you say you want a team to go into full development and just you know play for development. This is what it looks like. Very ugly, very ugly basketball for the most part. And yes, I get the point of like de- trying to develop Keon, and you know, fair enough. Like try to make try to get him to be a little better. This is what it's going to look like. It's going to be very ugly. And again, not even fair to Keon that, you know, he, that he turned the ball over so much. His game just isn't there yet. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that will be a big, like, like, that'll be a big determination of like what he'll end up being. Is he going to be an NBA rotation player? Or is he just going to be kind of an end of the bench sharpshooter who plays like five minutes a game, maybe?
1: Well, we'll have to see, I guess.
0: Um let's move on to the Suns game. I don't have too many notes on this. Uh Keegan didn't play the fourth quarter, but they kind of dom they kind of dominated um the Suns while he was on the court. And he didn't and yeah, he showed a lot of good touch and like he was really good at finishing at the rim, like slowing down and like nice, like high arcing, like floaters. I I really again Keegan is starting to show a little bit more of his self-creation, and yeah, he's proven me wrong that he's not just a guy that you know, has to work off his teammates and like every single game, like he's managed to find a way, like, you know, some way to get to 20 points, like some of them without me noticing at all. And like, he's going to be a good, like functional um, NBA player at, at the worst, like his floor is already high, but I think the ceiling is going to be a lot higher than what we anticipated. Like I did not, I did not love the pick at first, but he's shown something. Oh yeah,
1: he's definitely the kind of guy that, uh, how would you say it? I guess that you could trust in knowing that he will be able to score. I guess nah,
0: I forgot the saying for that. To be honest, he's he's reliable. Um, yeah. So, and we'll, we'll see at the NBA level. This is just summer league. We gotta always have that caveat. But like mm-hmm. he he's gonna be a reliable force. I feel because again, he doesn't force anything for the most part. And like, just plays in the flow of the game, and we'll have to see what he like, how much better he is. I think he will be a lot better playing next to De'Aaron and uh, Sabonis creating for him. But like, all the signs point to him being able to fit right in to into the into the Kings' offense and Mike Brown's offense. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, you never know. Maybe we'll pass the torch from Harrison Barnes being Mr. Reliable to Keegan Murray, or
0: you can have them both. Oh yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? You have young Harrison Barnes and old Harrison Barnes, although he's not really not that old. He's like on the tail end of tail, like kind of like just just like after the peak of you know Harrison Barnes. Mm, yeah, that's true. Okay, you didn't get to watch the Rockets game, right? No, I did not, sadly. Okay, well, so you didn't miss all that much. Uh, so Keegan, uh, Ferrari, uh, I, Kata and uh ellis i think they all didn't play i think there was another guy that didn't play but basically like they no one really played this game the only thing i was really watching for was like see if like uh Jeriah horn was you know someone who the kings could find a role for or Jer Roden is going to be a guy that they could find a role for but other than that i was mainly looking at jabari jabari it, it, like this, this doesn't mean anything like i'm not going to freak out he was pretty awful and awful in summer league and remember i just told said about chet like he needs a point guard to create for him because he can't really get to his spots his handle is a little too loose and like it's not refined enough that goes double for jabari where he really is a guy that cannot really like self-create because again his handle's not there and has to rely on a point guard to create for him and guess what This summer league team they ain't got none of that shit they're all those guards are worried about themselves and even if you say like oh maybe he'll be better with Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. like I don't know if those guys are kind of he's going to have a rough year I think just because there's not going to be they're not going to be looking for him and because of just like how like you know how it's hard for him to create and no one else is creating for him. He looked really disoriented out there. He looked lost on offense at certain times. Like he's just kind of floating around trying to set a screen and then weirdly floating to no man's land. Like I do feel bad for him. And like, (laughs) like he, he he had, he he had a reaction on draft night to say the least, like just not being drafted by Orlando. Although I don't know if Orlando will be any better. Like is RJ Hampton going to be the answer there. I don't know. But, yeah, Jabari looked rough on offense, but on defense, he was great. Like, could really slide his feet. Like, he got a few few blocks, like, just absolutely just swallowing guys up, like, uh, at the rim. And, yeah, he's going to be, day one, he's going to be a very good defender. And possibly, like, at some point in his career, can anchor a defense.
1: Okay. I guess, I don't know. We'll see how the Rockets do, because I can't see them uh, make a playoff push anytime soon.
0: No, they're not. They're not interested in that at all. I, I actually did make a joke. It's like, you know, they need a point guard to set guys up. And, you know, they have a guy that's hasn't played in a while and is ready to come back at any time. Oh, they traded him away. John Wall. They traded away John Wall. <laughs> you're, playing, you're relying on Kevin Porter Jr. to do it. Good luck. I, I'm not a believer in Kevin Porter jr. If you can't tell, um, Jalen green isn't exactly known for his passing either. Although I did hear he got better uh towards the end of the year, but it's a lot of gunners and this is what development's going to look like. Have fun. Rockets fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I will say Rockets fans are some of the more obnoxious I've, I've ever seen. Even like their announcers are like hilarious levels of petty. It, it's a, it's a very, it's a very toxic crowd to say the least, mm. especially like the leftovers of the hardened years and stuff like that. Mm. I'm not too sure
1: about the crowd, but I do remember the announcers, and especially during the Kings game, I believe
0: who ah oh, dang, what was his name? Uh, Ryan is- Ho- Ryan Hollins. There we go. Yeah. He, he's actually not my problem. It, it's more of just like the pettiness with some with some of the things they say, and mm-hmm. then like gassing up their guys. I'm like, okay, come on, you like, sure, gas up your guy. You ain't got to shit on the other one. You mm-hmm. ain't got to shit on the opponent as much as you do. Mm-hmm. That that's just the way I see it. Have fun, guys. Yeah, his co-commentator is not <laughs> any better too. Poor, poor Jabari. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, Keegan win won a summer league MVP. So uh, last year, I actually forgot about this. Uh, Davion won summer league MVP. I think I think it was Louis King that won the finals MVP. I yes. believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh Unfortunately, the the uh, Kings were not in the finals, so no finals MVP. But yes, Keegan does win summer league MVP. So yeah, that, that's was, really cool. I mean, he played his heart
1: out, most definitely and speaking about willie king he did play in the suns
0: game because he was in the suns uh yes he did um he was he was fine i thought like he, he had some moments uh hope he finds a spot uh on in the in the league somewhere like he's got he's got something but it's gonna take a little bit for him to refine it and you know maybe find a stable role in the NBA. mm-hmm um, uh, t- I, before we move on to like uh, other news or specifically King signings, uh, like some of your thoughts on Jerry Roden and Jeriah Horn. do you think, th- do you think those guys, like they, do you think they'll be in Stockton or do you think there's a role for them possibly?
1: That, I mean, I always been asking, I'm hoping that there's something big going on in, uh, Monty's head in terms of trades or signings. But as of right now, I mean, we've been signing, quite, I mean, a couple guys, um not specifically uh, from the G week, but you know, elsewhere, and we'll get to that. But uh between Jared and uh, what was that? Jariah. Uh I feel like they'll be sticking to G week for now. Maybe they'll have a two
0: way, but I don't know
1: if we're going to have room
0: I, yeah, we'll I don't think to, yeah. I don't think there'll be a two-way because we already used our two ways in on Keon and oh. Nimi. So maybe like it, like let's just say a COVID outbreak happens. I wouldn't mind Jared Roden or Jirah Horn. Jariah Horn's more like limited. He is a smart player. I actually really like him. And mm. I really but I, but I think it's better to go with a guy like Jared Roden, who's a little bit younger and but like show showed a little bit more during the uh during the summer league.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm more going to wait till the very end, to be honest, and see if more things or more news happen with the Kings organization before thinking uh, about
0: signing either of them. Uh, what about Sean McDermott and Alice O'Connell? Did either one of those guys intrigue you a little bit?
1: Eh, not going to lie. I, I don't recall too much
0: between either of them during the games. Um, like they do I feel like they do provide a certain level of energy to the game. I don't know if they'll be good enough to like to fit, you know stick in the league. but like you know if you want like a, a weird like 10th man to come off the bench and just provide you with endless defensive energy and then like you know leak out for dunks, I mean those are the two guys I'm i would be interested in. like I have some minor interest in them. I hope the Kings like sign them to to the G league and call them up like whenever necessary. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that happening. All right. I guess I'll address this for some reason, but uh, there's been a lot of, there's been an argument on, on Detroit and Sacramento, Twitter, James Edwards, the basically roped in all of NBA media, you know, basically all confirming that Sacramento is one of the, one of their least favorite cities and in, in all of all 30 teams and, it is, it is what it is like Sacramento, not a glamorous city by any means. Like we both live here. Like we would be the last to say, this is a glamorous city. It's fine. <laughs> it's a fine city. In my opinion, it is what it is. Um, and I, and for those of you that don't know what's going on, basically uh, Sacktown baby giraffe just randomly decided to shit on Detroit and James Edwards kind of clapped back and just dis- And for whatever reason, King sort of just kind of just decided I'll go at him that ended up starting a weird civil war between the two. I will say it is really ironic that the that the, basically the civil war between Sacramento and Detroit and James Edwards even like, you know, admits that Detroit isn't exactly a glamorous city by any means like that, you know, this weird argument got a little bit, a little bit sensitive, a little bit personal. Now this was all started by some, by some fucker who lives in Arizona and, you know, not to slander, uh, you know, sack maybe giraffe. He likes to start shit. He is who he is. Like he's a, honestly a bit annoying, but you know, it, it, it's all, it's all fun in games. It's, I just think it's ironic that a guy living in Arizona is basically having Sacramento and Detroit go, go at each other's throats for no reason. Okay. Yeah. That's my thoughts on the matter. Do you have anything you want to say? Do you want to yeah. shit
1: on Detroit? I mean, I have no bad thoughts about Detroit. <laughs> I mean.
0: I was like, well, neither do I. I like, I, I've, I've not heard great things, but it's like, I'm not going to shit on it. Like, I, I live in fucking Sacramento. Like, who yeah. am I to judge?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see what Detroit has as a team for the NBA because it,
0: I mean, they're building up. Yeah, look, they've they've done a great job. Like Troy Weaver has done a great job of building a great culture to the point where guys like Jaden Ivey and uh, fuck is Jalen Durant That's that, I almost forgot his name. Like Jalen Durant, they both wanted to be drafted by them. Like that means something, and like they're building something there. And you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I love Kate Cunningham. I I like a lot of people wanted the Kings to get the number one pick and get him, but you know it is what it is there's no there's no need for this hate we're both fine cities we, we don't like just mind our own business and just do our own thing and believe me when the kings are good everyone's gonna have to swallow their swallow their pride and come to sacramento and shut the fuck up yeah that's what i'll <laughs> say uh
1: as a famous saying said from some random person social media is not a real place
0: social media is not a real place what a great saying okay uh yes okay so on to uh king signings we did mention so king signed a uh, kz okpala is how i'm gonna say it for now we'll just call him kz because that's uh his nickname um he is a six eight def- defensive forward uh he played for the nigerian team with mike brown he last played with a miami heat he was as you as you as fong just told me recently uh was waived by the okc thunder after the miami he traded for him for something i'm not even sure hmm. what the trade was for but he is a defensive specialist he is 6'8 with a 7'2 wingspan uh, from the clips that i saw of him he guarded everyone from all the way from trey young to uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So there's a lot of defensive versatility there. And I had said after the Malik Monk signing, somebody needs to play defense on this team. I think we got our guy. Mm. At least theoretically got a guy that can play defense and set that defensive tone uh, for the Kings.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll see some play time for him because I mean, the more as our team grows, I'm just hoping that to see... I guess, like I said, some play time for him (laughs) because we still have Trey Wiles. We still have Rashawn. We still, I mean, that's pretty much the only other bigs I could remember from coming off the bench. But yeah, if we need that defensive presence for, you know, that
0: few minutes, hopefully between that five to ten minutes, I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. Well, like, I don't even see him as a big, really. I see him more as a wing like Mm -hmm. just you know the the position that the kings desperately need and like james ham described him as kind of mo harkless a younger mo harkless like mo harkless i thought i actually loved mo harkless last year i wish he actually played more but you know alvin clearly prioritized offense over defense and you know to mixed results to say the least and like you know we need a guy like that just to set defensive tone and a guy who's really smart and uses crazy ridiculous length to affect shots and you know, I, I'm I'm okay with the signing. I don't again, I don't really know who, who he is, to be honest, but like from the clips I've seen, I like it.
1: Yeah, and he played with Mike Brown, so very defensive mind meets another defensive mind.
0: <laughs> uh okay. Um, Kings also signed Shima Monike is, is how I'm um pronouncing. He's a he's a six-six uh, guard slash forward. Same thing, very defensive minded. <laughs> from uh graduated from UC Davis, which is, you know, right down right across right across the road from us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's been kind of grinding. He 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 seems to be really happy that he's coming to Sacramento, you know, for whatever that's worth. And yeah, like again, yeah, somebody needs to play defense on this team. Kings are getting these guys. And let's hope that let's hope that he works out. What do you see in him?
1: Yeah, I see a pretty high opt kind of guy uh when it comes to offense and in terms of defense, I mean Wait, uh, offense or defense? Offense. I, offense, okay. I didn't see too many defensive quips, but his offense, uh, it's kind of reminding me of, I guess, uh, I want to say quicker Chemezi, but just he has that kind of high energy kind of guy in him. And uh, we'll see about him uh, when it comes to, uh, I guess, the offensive side that we have.
0: No, I, I was actually looking more forward to him as a defensive player. I, I'm not sure. I don't again, I don't really know who, who this is. Mm-hmm. Well we'll see we'll see how things work out. But like King, I mean, Kings are kind of filling out the roster, and it's clear that they're picking a certain type of guy. Again, you know, six six to six eight, wingy type size. And from what I've heard, d- defensive-minded players. Like they filled out their offense, like they got Malik Munt, they got Kevin Herter, they, they got spacing but it's up to them to kind of like fill out the rest and just fill that defensive hole that is at the wing position. And these two guys look like they'll kind of fit that bill. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And he also played for uh, Nigeria as well, right? Correct. That's uh, I believe that's the relationship between him and Mike Brown. Mm, So another uh, guy from the
1: Nigerian team.
0: Correct. Uh, One person that will not be joining us. That was rumored to be joining us. Sasha Vezinkov will not be coming over uh, next season. Um, He basically is decided that he's going to play another year in Greece, which, you know, good good for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hope he does well. Uh, There's still the possibility that he may come next year once, like, you know, once I guess, like, he finishes finishes out his contract and, you know, the Kings would offer him something. But uh, from what I've heard, a lot of it was on the money side.
1: Mm, I see. I mean, if he's happy in Greece and he's getting paid – whatever he's getting paid by, what, 700K?
0: I believe so. That's the number that I heard. Uh, Mm -hmm. His buyout was around 700K.
1: Ah, I see. Well, I mean, as long as he's happy, I mean, he's, I mean, the offer's there when he decides to come and we'll see how our team works by, you know, next season, I guess, because I don't know uh, whether we'll be making some changes again or, you know, some moves. So, yeah, we'll see if uh, he'll fit in.
0: And like also the Kings do like for better or for worse do seem to have enough fours. Like they have <laughs> Chimezi, they have, you know, yeah. Harrison, they have Keegan and well like those guys, you can slide to the three, but like he would still be probably behind uh, Chimezi. And now that you filled out the roster with the other two guys who likely will find time playing the four, like, it, you know, it might it might have been tough for him to find a rotation spot. And, you know, to a certain degree, it makes sense. Like, you know, James had mentioned it like he's in the prime of his career. Do you want to waste it like, you know, sitting on the bench for, the, for a Kings team that may or may not like that? The goal, their goal is just to make the playoffs. And, you know, you may or may not like play much like to fulfill that goal.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. Is he really that big of a star in Greece? Quite. i
0: mean he's the greek league mvp
1: mm, okay
0: it's <laughs> yeah, kind of a big star yeah so yeah well um it, it's not the biggest deal maybe like next year things think circumstances change and he comes over and like we'll see but like it's it's not the end of the world by any means like if he comes over good if he doesn't come over it's good it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make or break the kings of season i i hope not anyway
1: uh
0: i doubt it yeah skip forward like a few months like oh we need shooting at the four position
1: (laughs) Eh? (laughs) yeah i don't know but his defense i don't think is that great compared to the
0: from what uh, i've heard yeah it's not great
1: yeah compared to the two that we just signed
0: yeah um again uh not the biggest deal we'll we'll see what happens next year um Mm. Uh, let's shift over to the national news. Uh, honestly, I don't have much. Um, the, the one the there's two big stories I want to talk about. So Aiden signs an offer sheet with the Pacers and the Suns matched it like literally as soon as it was announced, basically like a few minutes afterwards. Um, I thought this was a good signing for the Suns. I thought this was a good signing for Aiden as well. Uh, what, what did you think when you first heard about this?
1: When I first heard about it from Woj, I was like, "Oh wow, Pacers making a big move. Okay, that'd be pretty interesting to see him and uh, Miles Turner next to each other." <laughs> and literally, like, what five, ten minutes later, you see a Sham tweet and my like, "Oh, Suns matched it." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay, I mean, my, I mean, the Suns have a system with him, and I think it's it'd be a lot better for." to you know stick with the system hit that he knows best and you know they're still a playoff contending team
0: <laughs> yeah i think their championship contending like they're 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 going to be the jazz this year or like they're the, honestly their best case scenario could be a championship team because remember how the milwaukee bucks gassed out like in the bubble and they came back and won the championship next, the next year so maybe they could be milwaukee bucks i don't see it but like for, for the Suns, this is good. You you avoid paying him the max, which was like, what, five years over 205? I thought that would have been a severe overpay. Like, I think he's a good player. He's a good $25 million a year player, all the way, like, on the last year of the deal, maybe $30 million. I think mm-hmm. he's a good player that deserves that kind of contract. And, you know, good on the Suns for, like, essentially saving. I don't understand why more teams don't do this. Like I get that you might piss off the player, like you did, you like you did, uh, Aiden, but like you save so much money overall, in my opinion, by just, uh, by just like waiting for restricted free agency and just making them sign an offer sheet. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately, I think this is a good deal for the Suns to save a good seventy million, and it's also like (laughs) it's also a good deal for Aiden. He gets his money. And he gets to stick a giant middle finger to the Suns because because he signed that offer sheet, the Suns uh options to trade for Kevin Durant are now super duper limited.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see about that, because I mean, that's supposed to be the biggest news uh, that's supposed to come out anytime soon. So we'll see where that goes
0: yeah uh, like we we talked about a little bit it's just hard for me to see any team come up with enough assets to really go for them and like if you're saying like you know the jazz they're collecting they're going to collect assets to trade for kd why would you trade for kd you don't have anything else (laughs) like i i guess i guess if you keep donovan mitchell that would be interesting like just with kd and donovan mitchell that's not a championship team like you need way more than that and yeah I honestly, I just see him going back to the nets and just running it back and there are some people that think like that's a championship contender. maybe i don't I just don't see it just because they got fucking swept. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. is not the difference between y- you winning the championship and getting swept. I like Ben Simmons; he's not solving everything on defense
1: no yeah he's he's pretty much a one man army out there <laughs> if you're gonna put all the defense on him.
0: Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the KD situation plays out. It just sucks that it's holding the league hostage um, in a way. Like, I, I made, like, as I said, my prediction is that it's going to be like a four to 10 team trade. Um, so that's going to happen because like the like no team has the assets so like teams are gonna like team up essentially to try and get the assets that the nets want while you know that third or fourth team kind of like sneak in and sneak some assets and the fifth and sixth team also sneak some assets and you know things will work out that way instead because as it stands right now there's not going to be a one team thing or two team thing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i mean it'd be it'd probably be one of the biggest trades in nba history if it actually goes down that way.
0: Okay. Um, So last thing I want to talk about is uh, Russ's agent splitting with him. The, the quote that I saw was that there were irreconcilable, reconcilable differences caused by Russ's desire to get traded and his agent basically saying that his best option is to stay with the Lakers. So long story short, his agent thought you're just going to have to stay with the Lakers if that's your best option. And Russ wants out of LA. So what, what do you think?
1: I mean, he, he, I mean, yeah. What what team does want him. Uh, And I kind of made the joke with you uh, when we talked about this, that, I mean, maybe a team overseas might want him, but that means he won't get, you know, whatever assets that NBA can provide. But yeah, I mean, Really, he's just gonna have to stick it out, and sadly, the Lakers have to <laughs> deal with it. So, yeah, we'll see where this goes because it seems like it could be
0: a shit show soon. You know, I'm disappointed in you. You got, you, you got, you gotta, you gotta stick to your guns and say the team because you said to me, Shanghai Sharks, Guangdong Tigers, <laughs> look, come, look, guys, come up with a new joke, like. I I I mean I hated like the Kuzma to to the Guangdong Tigers like why does it always got to be China why can't it be somewhere else like go go find a new joke like Ben Simmons to the Shanghai Shards or whatever the hell like no it, like he's still Russ is, is still good okay, theoretically um, but like he's 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 better he well the issue with him is, is his contract if he was earning ten million dollars that's very different. Um, But the issue is he has a $47 million and not a lot of teams want that. And also for whatever reason, the Lakers think they don't have to give up assets to get rid of him. So honestly, I would say like the Russ's best option is to stay in LA and just try and work it out. Although that um, relationship is icy right now, like um, Russ and LeBron were at summer league and apparently they didn't like go up to each other like take with that what you will. Maybe they met up like behind the scenes, but like that relationship looks icy and it is going to be weird if he is staying. And like someone even brought up the idea of like, should they just send him home? I would say that's a, that's probably the best option, except for the fact you're paying him $47 million. You're not sending him home. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't know what the solution is, I, the solution, well, like they did sign a bunch of young guys who, you know, are, you know, decent to okay. Like, I like Lonnie Walker. I like, I like Damian Jones. Like, the issue is you still, your season relies on Anthony Davis being healthy and you guys playing defense. We'll see if that works out.
1: Yeah. And I don't think a buyout's even in the equation, right?
0: Oh, no. The, oh, no. Like, the Lakers don't have that money. To, to buy them out you know mm. they're they're a, they're a, they're a poverty franchise yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i well, feel that, so
0: bad for these billionaires sometimes you know
1: uh ain't that right you well, know
0: like when you just have so much money that you d- you, you just can't spend it you know
1: uh, if only i mean <laughs> that'd be pretty funny if lebron tried to pitch in to buy him out
0: no he ain't doing that no i don't i don't think he's ever gonna do that but um apparently they did the um him ad and lebron had a meeting oh that uh, yeah him russ or lebron russ and ad had a meeting, and to talk it out and apparently things are good we'll see Uh but like it's just y'all fucked up (laughs) like like okay getting training for buddy heel would not have been like would not have saved your season because guess what buddy doesn't play defense either but the main thing is you still would have kept kcp like some as i mentioned somebody need, needs to play Kings play defense on the kings somebody needed to play defense on the lakers there just wasn't anyone else i'm actually surprised they haven't resigned signed mellow they actually they should actually resign mellow in my opinion because he was one of your bright spots like you lost malik monk you need shooting but like the issue is you just didn't have guys to play defense and like, you know, you could have kept KCP, you know, like if you didn't have such a huge tax bill, you might've considered keeping Caruso. Like, you know, I, I don't I like y'all fucked up. Like the Lakers fucked up with this one and they're, they're dealing with it. They are still dealing with the consequences at least for one more year. And this might be your last year because LeBron ain't getting any younger. We'll see if AD ever decides ever gets any like healthier. Like is like definitively are they better than the kings?
1: Mm, I think that all depends on all those variables, to be
0: honest. I'll, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say it. They're better than the kings if A D and LeBron are healthy. Yeah. Once sure. you get past those two, ugh. yeah. Because like Russ is declining. Like whether you want to say it or not. And it's hard to say like whether they're actually better than the Kings.
1: Mm. Yeah. I guess we'll see in the, I guess, preseason or regular season when they actually do play, but Oh, I know knock on wood. Hopefully they are healthy because I do. I don't want to wish any injuries on them.
0: No, um, we never want to wish for injuries. We always want everyone to be healthy and everyone to have a good season, but We'll, we'll see how what the Lakers do. Their their hands are tied with this one. They might just mm-hmm. have to play Russ.
1: And yeah, maybe off the bench.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that wouldn't be the worst thing. It It's more of like, will he be able to handle it? And, you know, let's see if Darvin Ham can work some of that magic. We I've heard great things about him, like, you know, being that incredible personality, the guy that can get through to guys. Well, we'll see. Um, as it stands right now, it, it's going to be a shit show, and – yeah, you only have yourself to blame for that one, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Now, don't don't pretend this ain't your fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that that's all I have uh, for this episode. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we close it out?
1: No, but I'm wondering, what are the plans from here on out, besides, you know, other NBA news? Because summer week is pretty much over.
0: So I talked about the Naruto thing that will be coming up. i I wanted to do it last week but just didn't have the time we will be going over another uh you know classic game uh originally i was thinking like mav kings versus mavericks 2003 game one before the chris chris weber injury like apparently we were just we destroyed the Mavs and probably would have beaten them hadn't had weber not gotten injured so probably that game uh other than that we'll do it by uh we'll do it as they come basically like there's going to be stuff happening mm-hmm. the nba is a 365 day league and there will be stuff happening there will be stuff to talk about
1: let's see are you interested in going to see the preseason game when it comes around oh uh, uh, yeah of course i believe the golden one center when they or when a team does come here i think it was against portland i believe it's going to be at golden one uh I want to say october 9th but i'm gonna have to check on that
0: they already released the preseason schedule uh
1: i searched it up on a website not too sure how accurate it is like i said uh and of course tickets are not on sale yet so i mean when the time c- does come closer to the preseason uh i guess we'll converse about it
0: <laughs> okay all right well we'll see we'll we'll, we'll come up with ideas. Uh, we'll of course probably attend some games it's been it's been fun, although man, with this new coronavirus surge, I don't know actually, like a bunch of people I know have gotten coronavirus and I'm probably next on that list. so mm-hmm. we' we'll, we'll see. we'll see. Uh, we'll
1: but, knock on wood, hope you don't.
0: Yeah. okay. uh well th- if that's uh, if that's all we have, then we will call it an episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening uh and we'll catch you guys hopefully soon uh, on the next one
1: mm-hmm. well we'll see you guys later